Hey, listen, welcome to the first ever episode 25 of the Hey Listen's Gamescast. My name is Jeffrey Morse. I am here joined by the wonderful Foley man that we have here on the show, Nathan Wagner. Woo! I am here, and I'm sorry I didn't mean to hurt your ears. Rest in peace, headphone users. Um, and then we also have Rob Douglas here joining us hey guys. back again this week. Rob, yeah, back. you were gone last week. We missed you. Yeah, I know. Wasn't here last week. But, Didn't uh, even get mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so we are all back here uh, this week. We got a little bit of news to talk with you guys, but um, I'm really excited about our main segment. I'm going to be kind of guiding a conversation uh, just kind of through the history of uh, the Donkey Kong games. Nintendo's uh, main mascot before Mario was Donkey Kong. And we'll uh, be talking a lot about uh, all the different games and evolution um, that the King of Kong has gone through. Donkey Kong Bongo, spoilers, Donkey Kong Bongo game was the best one. Donkey Kong Bongo game? Exactly. What's it called? It's called the Donkey Kong GameCube Bongo game. (laughs) And I'm great at it because I have excellent rhythm. Uh, yeah, but and Donkey Kong's no. interesting though because it's gone through like kind of a lot of genre like shapes. Yes, they, they have done a lot of different stuff. Um, which is but neat. he always comes back to platforming, which is good. Um, anyways, uh, before before we get into the uh, the fun stuff, um, we have some news here. Believe it or not, Hello Games has not blown up. They have not crawled into a hole and completely disappeared. They have officially Hello. sent out an update for No Man's Sky. We have not heard from them since August 18th. That was the last time Sean Murray tweeted from the Hello Games account. But uh, they put out an update that came out this week, and uh, it actually is pretty substantial. Yeah, um, they did a bunch of different stuff. Rob, what did you... I think you know Yeah, Rob, give us the breakdown. All right, so for the most part, it's called Foundation, and for the most part, it's a lot of just some new modes, some new different things you can play. Uh, There's a creative mode with unlimited resources, which you can do some base building, which is a new thing that they added. And apparently you can build a base on any planet you want and then move it to a new planet when you find something that's better. Oh, that's that's really good because I was like, am I just never going to move around the galaxy? Am I just going to stay in one planet then? Yeah, that was kind of a concern, but it looks like it's pretty easy to pull it apart and rebuild it. Um, There's a survival mode now which is kind of the big popular thing to do in literally every single video game in existence is a survival mode. So (laughs) does this make the game a lot harder then? Yeah, and basically resources are a lot more scarce and you have to really think through things. Yeah. yeah. Um, NPCs you can hire to work in your base. That's kind of cool. I wonder wonder if they move. Yeah, (laughs) I'm guessing they just stand there and you still can, like, talk to them and it's, like, not really talking them, it's like the same options or not, but I don't know. I, I would love to see more interaction between the aliens yeah. in that game, because I was really excited about that, and then it was just kind of a bummer when you're like, oh, every conversation yeah. is like the same. Yeah. It's the exact same. Well, I mean, probably the advantage of having some NPCs is that now you have some stores you can put into your base itself. Oh, yeah, for sure. So then you could buy supplies from so them. Like would... Vendors with like little, yeah, yeah. little kiosks. Um, there is now teleporters for quick travel, which mm-hmm. is kind of important. So now you can quickly get back to your ship and that sort of thing. They did some tweaks to the UI and procedural generation, as well as now you can do some inventory stacking, which is you incredible. Could, you could do you that could before, but it was that, very limited. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was really hard like, to were terrible, and it was really hard to do. Like it, 
took a long time. It was kind of obtuse yeah. and stuff. So they, they seem to have expanded that so it's a lot easier and a lot better system. It was good. Uh, I tried copying Destiny's interface two years later, but it was worse somehow. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few new graphic settings. And um, also, you can buy and modify freighters. That's which good, at any cause... freighter, you can actually summon resources to that freighter. Well, that's really nice. Can you, like, tell that freighter where to go, or do you have to fly it, or do you know? I assume I, it pulls you around. I think you can just teleport it to different planets and, okay. like, summon it, basically. That's sweet. So you can... Um, and once you've fought it, you can, call, you can call it to any part of the galaxy you want. Okay, cool. And probably the best update in this little foundation thing is a way to leave messages for other players to find and that is the closest <laughs> to multiplayer we got is basically literally a text message system inside the game <laughs> to random it's not even friends right actually just texting people oh no it's i a, hope yeah. they have a like profanity filter on it or something like that or else it's just gonna be terrible uh, yeah. well i mean it's probably about the same profanity filter as what they have for the planet naming which oh, yeah, that's what right. I forgot oh, yeah. about that. mediocre yeah, probably be that. but it's at least decent so i i think overall it sounds like there's some pretty cool features that they added but i know both of you guys had bought the game i didn't yep. um jeff do you still have your copy? Nope. I traded it in. I got a good deal. I got 25 bucks. Best Buy was having a, like a oh, trade-in wow. yeah. bonus. I actually also traded my copy in, not the same time as Jeff, like maybe a month or two later. And I got like 22 bucks for it or something like that. So I got a pretty good deal as well. So I was happy with that. I feel like um, I, for the most part, I didn't like hate my time with the game. Like I really liked, it was really chill, which I really appreciated. Like you kind of could just fly around. The music was awesome. Um, and the, I like the colors, some of the worlds looked really bright, but then I guess my problem was after playing it about 12 to 14 hours or something like that, I felt like I had done pretty much everything yeah. I could do. And I was like, well, I'll go to new worlds, but they'll look somewhat similar and I'm just gathering resources with a different name that do the same thing. And so mm-hmm. I felt like I had kind of gotten my time out of the game and I was like, well, I spent $60 on this, and then I think I wanted to get Skyrim, so I traded in to get that. And yeah. got a decent deal on it, so I was happy. Yeah, and, nice. and for me, I, I I had fun for like the first five to eight hours, and it was pretty fun, and I really enjoyed the environment, and I was kind of following kind of the... There's not really any story in the game, but there is a little bit of an objective when you first start, like going to like these certain like um, structures that are floating out in space. And once I got to, the, I think, the, the 10th one, it, like, ended, and it didn't really resolve anything. It didn't, I was just felt kind of burned by it. I'm like, oh, that's lame. Like, nothing happened. And then there was no more objectives in the game other than get to the center of the galaxy, which I hear takes, like, way too long, and it's not even worth it. And so every time I would warp, I my, like, ship would start breaking. I wasn't sure if that was a game bug or just bad game design, so I kind of... Turned me off, and there weren't really weren't any objectives really anymore for me, and I I was bummed. I thought that every like most of the planets were going to be like teeming with beautiful animal life, like we saw in the first mm-hmm. trailer with like the giant dinosaurs and stuff. And like for me at least, like it was like one out of like every six or seven planets actually had animals, and there were only like a few that were easy to find and. Most of them didn't really look that exciting. I came across some pretty weird procedurally yeah, generated creatures. I feel like, yeah. I mean, it was probably accurate to what space would actually be like. Like, I don't think there would be tons of animals, but 
I feel like I think I found, I think I've traveled to about 15 to 20 different planets in my time I played with the game, and I think I found one or two planets that were really pretty and, like, really, had, like, really nice grass and trees and stuff like that, um, and the rest of them were kind of, like, bleh. And there was the cute <laughs> pineapple people that I found that will always live on in my heart. And one, one cool creature there. But men. besides that, they all kind of looked very... Yeah, you could tell they had been kind of cobbled together yeah, by an in-game you know, computer even though the game's algorithm. Big, you know, I'd rather get a detailed, smaller world than a massively big, undetailed world. And mm-hmm. so it, it just started to feel a little bit, little bit empty for me yeah. and just... I wasn't a big fan of the resource mining. Like, I feel like half my time was just flying around looking for, oh, look, there's a bunch of gold. Let me sit here for 10 minutes as I awkwardly try to laser beam all the different materials so I can build a upgrade or whatever. Yeah. So, so would this uh, news actually make you, you know, with this new update, I know both of you guys don't have the game, but would this actually make you want to go back into the game and try it? If I still had the game, I would probably jump back in there and see what it was all about. Um, honestly, I'm not a huge, like, creative building type person, at least in video <laughs> games for the most part. So base building sounds cool, but I think actually, like, even if I still had the game, I would end up playing, like, an, another hour and be like, okay, cool, that was neat, and then not actually play more. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. What about you, Jeff? Um, it seems interesting. I'm, I'm glad they put it in. Um but I don't think it's a feature that would get me to get back in the game. So like, Even if I did have it, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I would necessarily jump back in. I mean, it, it seems just like it's a cool, small feature and that it just should have been in the game when it came out and that just should have been something that yeah. was in there. And obviously, they had lots of expectations. They shipped the game probably earlier than they wanted. And so they just couldn't fit that in there. And so I'm glad to see that we're getting free updates and... Hopefully this is... Hopefully it continues. Yeah, hopefully it continues, and mm-hmm. eventually it turns into something that's a little bit more polished, and maybe yeah. they can add some type of quest lines or something uh, more objective-based for you to do. Um, and multiplayer. Yeah, and like... If they I, added multiplayer, uh, I would be so much more Exactly. Like it, it boggles my mind, though, this game does not have like multiplayer. Like a big game where you run around and explore, playing with you flying ships, like... If this base building thing, I was looking, it looked like a pretty cool interface. Like, you're building different rooms and yeah. stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, like, why can I not, like, hey, like, Nathan, let's, let's build, build a cool base yeah. together. Like, you make your side, I'll make my side. Or, like, mm-hmm. one thing I really like to do, like, in, like, the Halo games, I would build Forge maps. I would usually build on my own. But then, you know, I want to show it off to all my friends. And, like, hey, come check out what I made and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would love to, like, show it off to my friends or something. But you can't yeah. do that. You can't. Yeah. You're in a little isolated box where you can't interact with anyone even though you're supposedly yeah. in this giant shared yeah. universe well and for even me, the and most for me, like the especially before this game came out a lot of people are like oh this is gonna be like minecraft in space and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i haven't played minecraft a lot but the few times i've played it the funnest times i've had with that game is when i was playing um with friends in the yeah. same world we were yeah either creating something together kind of doing our own thing but kind of working together still and stuff like that so that was really cool so if i could play in game with other friends that would be awesome but well, and I think that's, that's not really the point of the game, I don't think. So, I think, I mean, like, Minecraft is really successful simply because, one, you can share all of your creations. Yep. Two, you can be as creative as you want to be. There's no limitations and no, like, I have a set number of pieces. You can create literally anything you want. And you can do it all with your friends, either on a local server, online, or have your friends drop into your game and check it out. Yep. So, I feel like 
it's already No Man's Sky has kind of already started behind that, and they're trying to build up to that. When Minecraft started with that, and has just kind of added more to that. Yeah, and yeah. Well, so and you're it's already starting behind beta for a really long time and people didn't really know about it and kind of like it didn't it kind it of like a while, yeah. it took a while for mm-hmm. it to get kind of get going but like with no man's sky they did all of this but big the, promotion and a bunch of people spent you know, money on it and but, stuff like that but to versus be fair, downloading the, it for free the thing with minecraft you know it did launch you know like as the beta it was like free or like five bucks most people got it when it was eight dollars yep. now like for its most polished version it's twenty dollars yep. no mm-hmm. man's sky is still being sold for like over 40 it's, bucks at most yeah, places yeah Yep. Um, and we you know we bought it for sixty dollars, yep. and that's what most people bought it. And so we were expecting a sixty dollars game, and we didn't really get that kind mm-hmm. of quality that we wanted from it. And so I think I think that's a problem. But, you know, if it would have been a twenty dollars game like Minecraft, I would still have the game, and I You'd would be I would have been fine with it. Yeah, sure. but yeah, I just came with some extra expectations with that price yeah. tag. So Rob, uh, my question is, since you haven't actually played the game, I know you've watched kind of a lot of gameplay of it, but since you haven't a- mm-hmm. actually played it, would you be interested in picking it up now, and would you be more compelled because of this update? Honestly, no. Um, I mean, looking at the update, it's kind of a it's a it's a nice concept, but in practice, it's sort of like pulling a little bit of shoe polish on, you know, something that doesn't need polish. <laughs> it, it's really, I mean, it's like, I. Uh, that's great and all, but why? It doesn't really fix the main problem of in, the game. Yeah. It's yeah, it's kind of painting over the hole in the wall. Uh, it doesn't really help anything. Yeah. So, but we could rant all day about we No could. Man's we, Sky. We talked about this, <laughs> but yeah. so, uh, <laughs> let us know if you have No Man's Sky. Have you checked out the update? Um, does it you know is it pretty cool? What are your thoughts on it? Give us your impressions because. Uh, did you, you already get rid of the game, to... like, myself have and you, Jeff? Yeah, have you, have you sold that? <laughs> I, I, usually... I never trade in games yeah, same either. Here. Like, that's one of the only games I've traded in in the last, like, five years. Yep. So <laughs> I, I don't trade in games, and so that was a little hard for me to do, but I, I feel like it was the right thing to do. So, Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, quick news update. Uh, Nintendo actually announced, uh, I think it was yesterday or today. I think it was um, today, right? Well... Today, yeah, it was yeah. today. Uh, well, they previously announced it uh, about a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it was kind of an official video that they put out with Mr. Miyamoto and, like, the head director of Universal Studios theme parks. And they just kind of gave a little update that just, you know, talking about how excited they are to bring Nintendo to the Universal Studios. And excited me because I thought it was just going to be in the main Florida uh, Universal, but it's also going to be in Japan Universal Studios, which I guess makes sense. Nintendo's there. <laughs> yeah. And also <laughs> in the Orlando one, which is in California. You mean is, the LA one? Or is it LA or Orlando? Orlando's in Florida. Oh, you're right. <laughs> the Orlando <laughs> one and LA. Yeah. So you guys, um, we talk about video games, not geography. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in yes. Florida and California. So it's on both sides of the uh, United States. They're going to have Nintendo attractions. Um, they showed like a little bit of what maybe kind of the Mario attraction looks like. Uh, it looks like they're like standing inside of like a Mario ride or something like that. And yeah. the, their goal is, you know, to bring the people into those games and have those come to life. And it just looked really magical. And just having Miyamoto there, you know, selling it. And like he's been, you know, one of the head people in charge of making those attractions. Um, just makes it's making me really excited that, yeah. that this is actually reality and it's going to be happening. Hopefully sometime soon in the next year or yeah, something. Yeah, hopefully in the next year or two. It sounds like it's actually getting closer. I mean, it's, it's such a great deal. Like, I don't know why this hasn't happened already. Like, But how great <laughs> Nintendo's, Nintendo's characters finally are. finally expanding their IP into Yeah, their so areas, uh, that's so. great. Uh, it'll bring a lot more profit to Nintendo, I'm sure. And uh, um, my question for you guys is, what um, Nintendo-based attraction um, 
would you guys really want to uh, ride? I want their take on whatever they do with Mario Kart. Like, <laughs> you want to ride the Mario Kart racers? Mario Kart racers, Actually, or, really cars, cool. or if they can do something with items that would somehow make something have like crazy VR with, with like sh- shells yeah, and like bananas I don't know. or don't something. Be, I I don't know what they would do with that, but that would be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I'd really love to see like a Zelda roller coaster type ride. Ooh, I think that Ganon's would be revenge. Cool. Like just does like he, does go through this like laugh as you go up the track. Like, <laughs> I mean, sorry, just sorry, go ahead. Cool. Rob, <laughs> it'd be just super cool. I mean, you know, or like even like a trap type room. You know, kind of one of those rooms where they lock you in and you have to. Oh yeah, they could solve it like thing. or I mean, do the puzzle like how you would in a Zelda temple, but. So kind of like the, the puzzle thing that they're doing with the scrap. The yeah, scrap thing. That yeah. is Getting also that really in a theme exciting. Park would be super cool. Yeah, that sure. would be really cool. Uh, I think they could totally do some cool type of like Star Tours type ride with Metroid or like Star Fox too. Yeah, totally. oh, yeah, yeah. It would be perfect for Star Fox. And I think about because like all the little characters talking to you know as you're flying around. Like, yeah. Oh, barrel roll! Watch out, Fox! And I like the whole thing. Like, does a barrel roll? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if this would happen or not, but I think they could do some really cool stuff if they did like Pikmin, and I think it would be like kind of a slower ride and stuff yeah. like that. But mm. if you think... could like go through all the worlds and see like these giant like. Fruits and stuff like and, that, yeah. and the bolt and the different characters. Like you shrink down the like pigments. Exactly. Like Do something kind of like down. Alice in Wonderland and yeah. Disneyland or something yeah, like that. That would be awesome. Yeah, I, I'm excited because there's all their IPs. You know, are so different. They could do such different things with all of them. And there's even you know room for like Pikmin and some of the yes. smaller ones where you could still do some really cool creative stuff. Yeah, I I don't think those would happen for a while. But I mean, if we're yeah. just talking about what we would like, I know. Your biggest one, probably. Dude, F-Zero roller coaster. <laughs> a futuristic, <laughs> think like Space Mountain. Super fast. Super fast, like crazy techno music. And you could even be kind of like a roller coaster, whether it's like there's two of them going side by side, so you're like racing or something like that. I think that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. It, uh, I would love to see Captain Falcon get out there more. I mean, just put Captain Falcon on a wall <laughs> in that place, and I'll be happy. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, I'd, man. I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with Pokemon, too, because that... You know, that'll be such such a big yeah, one yeah. Mm. Um, there. So maybe, you know, some type of Buzz Lightyear ride where you're, like, catching monsters by, like, shooting or throwing oh, something yeah, at that, them. Oh, yeah, that would be kind of cool. Something like that, I think, I think would work really well. Yeah. You want you got to have Pikachu in there Pikachu. if you can. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> For um, sure. Wait, did the Pokemon company agree to this? Do we know? Um, I don't know. Because I, that, that would be the extension factor with that is they're kind I, of I'm sure the Pokemon company would like be that. okay <laughs> With being in there, I, I, yeah. I don't know logistically what it would look like to yeah. have them in there, um, but I know that would be. Uh, I mean, that's no brainer financially. Well, yeah, obviously, it would make that would be great. a good profit boost, and Between also that and Mario, those would be the two biggest lines. Yeah, you know, so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. Um, one other quick news uh, thing I saw that was a little interesting is Pac-Man and more like kind of classic uh, '80s games. We're actually coming to everyone's favorite gaming platform, Facebook. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Wait, okay, so didn't Facebook just, like, recently announce this new yeah. Facebook thing they're doing with, like, they're trying to have more developed games mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Yeah, is this a part of that? It is, is a part separate? of it. They, okay. they kind of started, like, their own kind of, like, games. Platform. Platform almost, or, like studio i guess where they're going to kind of start integrating games more into facebook you know there's obviously like apps that are on facebook you know yeah obviously farmville like separate apps. a lot of those were yeah. bigger you know mm-hmm. late 2000s you know five six years ago um but this one is more integrated into the messenger app itself i read up on it a little bit 
So anyone who has the Messenger app on mobile or just is using, uh, you know, typing a message to someone on a desktop, anyone with Facebook, they'll be able to access um, these classic games. So Pac-Man's on there, Bubble Bobble, uh, I think Pole Position, Dig Dug, like tons of these just random, like, classic 80s games. And you can just instantly play them right there in your Messenger as you're, you know, sending a message or you're trying to kill time or something. And you can instantly challenge friends. You can see your friends' leaderboards. I could create a group for the three of us, and we could all, you know, play Pac-Man at the same time and see who gets the highest score. So and it's, it's trying to integrate with your friends. That's because yeah. like I feel like putting it in Messenger seems like a weird thing. But I guess if you're if it's really connected yeah. with your friends list and trying to do high scores, and yeah, like that, so it's, that makes a little more. Sense. I think it's trying to make, especially for the Messenger app, to try to make that maybe a little bit more of a destination rather than just oh I have to go to Messenger to send some messages. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm Fun fact, if you download Messenger on your phone, it gives Facebook the access to like everything else on your phone. So if you have anything on there that is super <laughs> secret, don't do it. Uh, For all and you my FBI dad hates Facebook Messenger because he's a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. And he thinks but don't worry, Snapchat the does world. the same thing. Well, yes. but <laughs> And Instagram. Yeah. But, and Twitter. Um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting <laughs> that you know we have a rival in classic games with NES Classic and stuff, and a lot of these games are just going to be available for anyone to play on Facebook. And I think it's great to get you know some actual classic nostalgic games on a platform where more people can play it. I always think that is a is a good idea whenever that happens. So. Yeah, I think... Uh, it's I, a nice concept. I think it's a nice concept. I think there'll be people who are like, oh, I played Pac-Man. I remember playing that in arcades or whatever. And <laughs> Let me challenge old Bill from a high school class of 82. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be, int- it'll be interesting to see if this tracks more with older adults because I feel like, at least that for me, I know a lot of the people I work with are adults or, and they're the ones who actually use Facebook way more than anyone who's like under... 25 or 30 or yeah. something like yeah. that. So we'll see yep. what happens. Uh, interesting to see um, how that evolves as it goes. I just thought it was an interesting, yeah. interesting little yeah. piece. Um, cool. Great. All right. So we are now going to segue into our main segment of today's show. We are going to be talking about the one, the only, King of Kong himself, Donkey Kong. And we are going to be focusing mostly just on the different console games that have um, been released um, over the years for Donkey Kong. And um, I don't know about you guys, but Donkey Kong has always been one of my my favorite franchises in video games. And I've always been a Mario guy, uh, you know, through, through uh, all the different systems. But Donkey Kong has always been my other franchise that I've always um, kind of gravitated towards. And so, um, can you guys guess what the first Donkey Kong game ever came out? Mario uh, Brothers? Does that count as a Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong is not in Mario Brothers. He's not? No. Mario is in Donkey Kong. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the Sorry. first one was uh, called Donkey Kong. Yeah, it, it was just, just straight up Donkey Kong. Self-titled Donkey Kong. Um, it originally was released in 1981, and that was actually um, the first big hit for Nintendo. So Miyamoto had this idea for Donkey Kong, and basically um, they programmed it, shipped a couple cabinets out, and every single like bar and like place that they shipped these arcade cabinets out just like blew up. And they're like, oh, it's, it's doing great. It's giving us so much business. And so they actually made thousands and thousands of them and became you know, one of the best-selling arcade cabinets um, during you know, the whole arcade phase of the 80s. And um, it actually, I counted today, it has been launched on over 20 different platforms. The original Donkey Kong. The original Donkey Kong. So it originally came out in arcade. It it got released on a couple of Atari systems before getting on the NES. 
and then getting you know pretty much ported to everything from Every the Game Boy, lots yeah. of different operating systems of early computers, mm-hmm. you know, Game Boy, virtual console stuff, over 20 different platforms, which shows you, wow. you know, how timeless a game that is. It's crazy. You know, wow. obviously this is the game where Donkey Kong was introduced as the villain, you know, the big King Kong type yep. character, which Nintendo actually was taken to court <laughs> by Universal. And there was this big trial where uh, they tried suing Nintendo for using the Kong name. Uh, but Nintendo famously won. Is it King Kong? Yeah. N- Nintendo famously won uh, uh, won the uh, trial, and they did not get sued, and they got to keep the Donkey Kong name. And that lawyer actually became uh, one of the head people for Nintendo, and now he is the owner of the Seattle Mariners. So, fun oh, fact. Oh, really? That, that's a free one for you guys. I did not know that. That's <laughs> awesome. I love fun facts. Yep. So, uh, Seattle, was... Seattle Mariners... Uh, GM is the uh, uh, lawyer who helped Nintendo not get sued by King Kong. <laughs> hey, Sweet. save the Donkey Kong name. Yeah, so uh, that one kick-started kick things off. It gave us our original Donkey Kong theme. Um, introduced Mario as the protagonist who would save Pauline at the top. Not Princess Peach, but Pauline was the original damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. And then one year later, they followed up with Donkey Kong Jr., um, it was a little more technical than the original. You had to cross vines as Donkey Kong's son. That was the one with the rope, or vines, right? Yeah, I had to the vines. Okay. We'd go across vines, and there was, like, little crocodile guys and stuff. And Donkey Kong was actually in the same spot in the top left corner of the screen, but Mario was actually the antagonist. And this is where Mario officially got his name. He was originally named Jumpman in the original. This is the first time we saw his Mario name. And uh, Mario was the bad guy throwing things at you, and you had to save uh, Dad from Menal. Uh, Italian plumber man. Um, <laughs> and obviously, they wanted to follow it up once more, so they did Donkey Kong, con- or not country, Donkey Kong 3 for the arcades in 1983. This was, uh, you know, right after the kind of the arcade crash, and so it didn't get, it didn't get as much of a population, or just, you know, there wasn't as many units made. And he actually played as a man named Stanley, who would shoot DK with a, like a bug spray, and like you'd have to get DK higher and higher up to the top of the screen where his head would get stuck in a beehive. So I have never seen this game before. I don't <laughs> the, think like wow, I don't think I've, I've never this, even heard of this. This doesn't one. sound familiar. Yeah, at all. like a lot of people don't know about Donkey Kong uh, Three for the arcades. I've only seen it like weird. I think I've only seen two cabinets ever in my wow. life. Um, so even I haven't seen seen a lot of them. But that was kind of the first genre change for Donkey Kong um, throughout you know his long history. Because you know the first two obviously platformers, you're moving left and right trying to get to the end of the level. Single this one, games. yeah, you're moving back and forth, left and right, shooting um, at DK. So it moved <laughs> from a platformer to more of like a shooter, which was interesting. Wait, so Nintendo was condoning animal violence? Is that what we're totally. saying? You oh were, my. You were, uh, They've been being condoning that since the, monkey, the beginning of their time. And then he would be violent to bees. <laughs> oh, man. This <laughs> is a mess, All these man. other things. Um, but, dude, the first Mario Bros. game, like that was all about violence to animals. You're like yeah, killing you turtles on top and crabs and, and kill bees. Those were... <clears throat> I mean, there are pests. They're in the plumber, in, in the plumbing. I guess the Goombas was like a mushroom. No, I'm talking about the original Mario Bros. arcade, though. Oh, before okay. yeah, Super yeah, Mario. you That's just right. killed okay. all these animals. But anyways, so Donkey Kong uh, 3, 1983, and then two years later, um, even more unknown than Donkey Kong 3 was Donkey Kong Junior Math, which came out for the NES 1985. It was one of those first games for the NES. I never played this one, so I don't really have a lot to say. Um, you would just pretty much do edition, I think. I think it was just Nintendo's first crack at an educational game. Was it a black game. and white game? I feel like I, I've seen this, but I maybe it was not. Black, I mean, it was on the NES. Okay. NES had color. Okay, it probably had color then. I've oh, seen like, like black some and white black TV. and white. I don't white. know. <laughs> I remember some Donkey Kong Mask. It could have been game, game Boy. It was like black and white. Was it Game Boy? It might have been Game Boy. That yeah. might be it. But Donkey Kong Jr. Mask, 1985, which is 
Uh, also, they you know released Donkey Kong arcade version on the console one. But a bit of fun fact for you: um, almost every kind of re-release in console version of the original Donkey Kong arcade has actually omitted one of the levels. Um, most most notably, usually it's the Pie Factory, which was the third level of the Donkey Kong arcade. Almost every version that's been in consoles and stuff has just not included that level. No one really knows why. I was going to say, is there a reason why? Yeah, no one really knows why. Just Hmm. usually one of the levels is gone for some reason. And it's usually the same one. Yeah, it's usually the Pie Factory. Um, However, the one faithful port is in uh, Donkey Kong 64. There's a, uh, uh, to get the Nintendo coin in the level to gain access to one of the final rooms in the game, you have to find an arcade machine in the Frantic Factory level, pull a lever as DK, then it'll actually launch into the cabinet, and you'll play the original Donkey Kong arcade game. And that has the Pie Factory. Um, Can you play, like, the whole game? Yeah, play the whole game. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, After yeah, you beat I remember. it once, then you have to play it through on challenge mode to get the Nintendo coin. Wow, that's I actually remember difficult. playing through that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that, was, that was a fun one. That was a really cool feature. Like, I'd never really seen a game within a game like that before. Um, nice. Um, yeah. But anyways, after Donkey Kong Jr. Math, we had a nine-year gap, the longest gap in Donkey Kong um, years. Thankfully, so, I was not alive for a lot of that, so I didn't have to suffer. <laughs> Did Nintendo not know what to do with Donkey Kong next? Yeah, I mean, that? Mario took off. So that, that's oh, why. Oh, they you... made three, D- four Mario games. Yeah, DK was their big, you know, their big yeah. franchise. That yeah. was what Nintendo was known for. And then when Mario Bros. Arcade did pretty well, then obviously Super Mario Bros. changed, you know, gaming yeah. in a whole. Um, you know, they kind of stopped worrying about Donkey Kong and they ran with Mario, you know, made those four mm-hmm. games, like you said. Um, but later on in the Super Nintendo uh, lifespan, they Nintendo's like, hey, we want to do something again with Donkey Kong. We want to get it revived. But, you know, Mr. Miyamoto and everyone else, you know, they're working on these other games. They did Super Mario World, all these other projects that they want to do. Um, let's give it to um, some company in England named Rare. And I think the rest is kind of history. Um, you know, Donkey Kong <laughs> Country came out in 1994. Um, that was the first Rare game that Donkey uh, or first Donkey Kong game that Rare uh, published or developed, and it had 3D sprites, which was, was you know mind blowing for the time. I remember yeah. seeing it. Uh, they had like a little Super Nintendo, like in uh, uh, my church youth group. I remember seeing the original Donkey Kong and hearing like the music and seeing the graphics. I'm like, this is insane! <laughs> this is so cool! And like, I love Donkey Kong. I, I you know played a little bit of the original one, but really Donkey Kong Country is what you know. I think a lot of gamers, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that's what really you know made them attached mm. to DK and the, those type of games. And so it was awesome. And it was actually kind of funny because when this game came out, uh, Mr. Miyamoto, you know, creator of Mario and Donkey Kong, but too, but, you know, he was developing all these Mario games. He didn't really have anything to do with Donkey Kong Country. Um, when it got really good reviews, people were so excited about it and, like, <laughs> praising it, like, more than they praised Super Mario World and stuff. He, he was almost, like, a little bit jealous or something. He's like, yo, I, I don't really think it's that great. You know, they're just using fancy you know, 3D graphics. The gameplay is not as good as Mario. And, you know, he, he, he was just a little upset internally, which led him to make Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. And he's like, I'll show you a, a good graphics, an artistic-looking game. So that's why Super Mario World 2 kind of has that different art style. You know, it's kind of that first Yoshi theme. And yeah. the backgrounds, you know, were kind of like 3D. And, like, that that used the Super FX chip, which only a few, you know, Tindo, Super Nintendo games used. And so um, that's a, this is kind of funny. Super Mario World 2 kind of came out as a rebuttal <laughs> to uh, the reception to Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> that's hilarious that he was, like, upset that. It was doing well. <laughs> He's like, I make games with good so gameplay, not just fancy graphics. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, I'll give Donkey Kong Country, you know, didn't necessarily have the best 
gameplay. I mean, it was fun. It was still is a really good game. Um, but as far as like secrets and different things you could do, Mario World obviously has has a lot more of that. But that was all fixed next year, 1995. One of my favorite games of all time, Donkey Kong Country 2. Diddy's Kong Quest came out. In my opinion, this is the best Donkey Kong game in the whole Donkey Kong series. Um, you play as Diddy <laughs> and his uh, girlfriend Diddy, and this was uh, kind of the first time where we saw someone other than uh, DK as a playable character. Obviously, you, you could play as D- Diddy Kong and you, you could play as Diddy in the, the original first one, right? Yeah. Okay. But you played as DK and Diddy. Yeah. So this was the first Donkey Kong game where you really didn't have Donkey Kong in pretty much the whole game. Yep. Um, you didn't really even see him until you finished the game and you like saved him and he gives like Diddy a high five or something. Um, and so uh, King K. Rool was introduced in the original Donkey Kong Country. This one, he took up the moniker Captain K. Rool and the whole kind of game is pirate themed. Um, and mm. I think this kind of was the best in the series for a lot of different reasons. It added some like more collectibles in there where there wasn't too many. There was usually about two um, creme coins to collect in a level plus one DK coin. And they were all optional. They unlocked like bonus levels or like high scores at the end. Um, at the very end of Donkey Kong Country 2, when you beat it, there's actually a screen where it shows uh, Link and Mario on a pedestal. And if you've gotten enough DK coins, you'll be placed either higher or lower than them on, oh, really? on a pedestal. Yeah, so it's cool. You see like these 3D rendered versions of Link and Mario that look wow. really funny. <laughs> Do they look weird? I need to look that up. They, look, they look really that. funny, yeah. That's really especially funny. Especially the Link. You know, it was like the pink-haired Link to the Past. Link. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he hadn't, he hadn't had a 3D, no, uh, 3D no, game yet. Had. Yeah, I mean, there, there was Mario RPG that was, I think, being oh, developed RPG, probably around that right. time, yeah. but it hadn't come out yet. Yeah. So it was kind of the first time seeing them in Sudo 3D, I guess. But Yeah. Um, yeah, so so that, that game was awesome. Um, and then they followed up a year later with Donkey Kong Country 3, which kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit because it came out a few months after the 64 released. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of missed that one, myself included. You know, I, I was kind of all about Donkey Kong Country 2, and then once we got the 64, I was, you know, all yeah. about Mario 64 and stuff. I think this is the – I think I've played Donkey Kong Country 3 more than any of the other ones. Really? Except for maybe 64. Yeah, I played through so, – So what are your impressions? Well, I didn't play it on the, I really on the it. Super Nintendo. I played it on a Game Boy Advance, actually. So okay, yeah. Mm. I don't know if that affected it at yeah, all. Yeah, they re-released but, all of them on, on GBA. Yeah, um, so I played on Game Boy Advance uh, – my memory of it is it was pretty easy. Like, it was, I had played Donkey Kong Country 2 and Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo, and it was easier than both of those games, if I remember correctly. Um, you play as... Kitty Kong. Kitty. And, and Dixie. And Dick, Dixie and Kitty, like, because they each do the... Yeah, let's get rid of the two main characters, Diddy and Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. So, um, they each had different, like, unique abilities. Like, Dixie obviously had her hair, and I don't even remember what Kitty was, but... I remember <laughs> I played it for like about eight hours or something, eight or eight to ten hours or something like that. Had a lot of fun with it. Didn't beat it, but got like I think to the third or fourth world or something like that. So nice. it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it was easier. I don't remember though. So yeah, I, that is like one of the only games that we're talking about here that I don't like physically own. Yeah. So I, it's been on my list to like find like a, a copy of it, uh, Super Nintendo, and add it to my collection. But um, yeah, let us know if you played Donkey Kong Country Three. Do you think? Um, how how's it stacked? You know, to the other Donkey Kong Country games in the series. But um, if I had to guess, I would say it's better than the first one, but not as good as the second one. Okay, yeah, that but, sounds fair. Jeff, um, wasn't there a Game Boy Donkey Kong game? There in was. There? Um, we're we're gonna talk mostly just about the console Donkey okay, okay. Kong ones today, but they did uh put out some kind of sequels to the 
um, original arcade Donkey Kong. And so there was mm, some like yeah. different like kind of levels with like barrels and jumping and like kind of more arcadey. Because um, I remember playing one on the Game, Game Boy, Boy, the original yeah. like big brick of a Game Boy. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to think of what it was called. Oh, yes. Yeah. Same with uh, like even Game & Watch, like in the 80s, they, they're you know, early Game Boy, they had lots of Donkey Kong titles for that because, you know, Donkey Kong was like their Mario. They put them in, like, everything. They even had, like, a yeah. Donkey Kong, like, baseball game for Game & Watch and stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Um, but, yeah, m- moving on. Uh, next, we have our first racing game in the Donkey Kong series, which, again, doesn't involve Donkey Kong, but involved uh, Diddy Kong and Diddy's um, Diddy Kong Racing. And it came out in 1997, also developed um, by Rare. And that was kind of the first, you know, real 3D uh, game with Donkey Kong characters. And the was cool thing about this Mario one... after Mario Kart 64? It came out Do right around the same... I think it, it came out right after. Time. Right after. Yeah, it was okay. right after okay. Mario Kart 64, if I remember. Um, and Diddy Kong was really the only established character in that game. The rest of the characters are all, like, cutesy animal characters created for that game. Great character design, by the yeah. way. Um, but they also put in Banjo, who was going to be coming out later in Banjo-Kazooie, as well as Conker who, you know, they didn't wouldn't make Conker's game a few years down the road, and for whatever reason, they took this cute, innocent squirrel, <laughs> turned him into a foul-mouthed, gritty, mature game. <laughs> for, I don't know what <laughs> sick idea that was. Um, but yeah, so they put two characters from uh They're British. They love projects. to say bloody, you know. They, they thought it would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true, but... No, no offense to any of our Briti- British listeners out there. <laughs> um, all you... Um, I think we did talk a little about Diddy Kong Racing, Rob, when we talked about some of our favorite 64 games. We did, yeah. We talked um, a lot about it, actually. Yeah, so so we, we do have some good memories of the game. It is a classic 64 game. I remember I was really bad at that game. Like, I was okay was at Mario Kart. Than, it was a little but, harder. But Diddy Kong, I was really, really bad at. It looked really It took a lot like more it, skill. It yeah, took it had, a lot more skill. It had fully 3D rendered characters, yeah. kind of like an adventure yeah. mode, which was pretty cool. So it was a really, really uh, fun, well-balanced game. Um, and then, uh, I believe it was 1999, Donkey Kong 64 came out at the end of that year. And this was, you know, the first big 3D Donkey Kong game. I was waiting for this game uh, because, you know, we had Diddy Kong Racing and we had Mario 64, but there was no big Donkey Kong platformer. And this game was one of my favorite games, like, for, for so many years um, when I got this game. Um, I just remember, you know, first time loading up and going through Jungle Japes, hearing the original music. And um, the the crazy thing about this game was is it gave you Donkey Kong back as a playable character. It gave you Diddy Kong. And then it added three new Kongs, Lanky, Funky, and Tiny Kong. And um, each Kong had different abilities, so you would have to find and unlock the different characters as you progress through the story. And they all had different abilities. They all had different, like, weapons you could use, different instruments they could play. The game was just, like, oozing with personality. Like, I just loved loved the flavor yeah, I liked of the, the game. the colors. I remember the... There was some really cool... They did some cool things with different worlds and stuff, right? Is that correct? Yeah, like, there was tons of different 3D worlds. You there were a lot around. of worlds, yeah. Think kind of like, almost like Banjo-Kazooie, where you would, like, yeah, yeah. like jump into so a, a world and just run around and collect all these different little items. Um, it did become a little bit of a chore, um, having to switch between the different Kongs, because you could only collect certain collectibles with certain Kongs. So you'd have to, like... And not like it would, like, like say, times. oh, that's a high ledge that only Diddy can reach. So it would be like, oh, look, there's a path of red bananas... But I you can walk right through it. them and does nothing because I'm not Diddy. Because yeah. um, every Kong had their own color. So that that was that was a little bit um, uh, frustrating at times. But honestly, as a kid, I didn't mind it growing <laughs> up. Like, I was like, oh, sweet, I'll have to come back here later. And I just loved exploring and just re-going through the, the levels. And I didn't mind it really at the time. But I know 
some people have had some problems with. Yeah, I think I actually looking is... back on that game, it hasn't aged as well as some of the other Donkey Kong games. I would say. Yeah, this is actually probably my favorite Donkey Kong game. This is the one that I played the most of because. Nice. I mean, that's what I had at the time was a 64, and I was playing... Uh, I actually played this one probably more than I played Super Mario 64 at times. Yeah, it, um, it looks great, too. It was the first 64 game to use the expansion pack. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It actually, like, shipped. Like, it was so cool. It I shipped. remember getting it, and I get this big box, and it's like, expansion pack included, and I get it. I'm like, I have, like, this physical, like... Thing that I'm sticking in my console to make it better so it can run this awesome sticking new the, game yeah, that's so yeah, powerful. Yeah, it was super cool. It was a cool, cool feeling. And so uh, Donkey Kong 64 was a great game that I think it had something crazy like 300 like something golden bananas to collect too. Like, there yeah, was a crazy amount so, of like... Like you know, 200 or 300 or something like that. Yeah, it was I, I never lot. 100% of the game just because of how many there were, but I got pretty close and I, you know, I beat the final boss over and over. You do this hilarious boxing fight against King K. Rool, mm-hmm. where you use all the characters' abilities. Oh, like, really? My favorite part of the battle is when you fight him as tiny, because you you, you shrink down, and you're like, okay, I'm shrunk. Like, what am I doing? He's just going to step on me. But you have to actually go over to his shoe, and there's a hole in his shoe. That you step inside, and you have to fight his four toes inside of his inside of his shoe as they are like. Oh yeah, that was really fun. So it was just really funny. It was really fun. I forgot game. about that. Yeah, no, the the bosses were so weird and zany like that. They're they're. It really was fun. A very unique gameplay, and the story was really funny. Yeah, I remember it, it being really kind of just like because the there was were, like were funny like the whole Kong family, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, Ed Cranky in there and Funky and Candy Kong. Like they brought back you know all those original Donkey Kong Country characters. Other than Wrinkly Kong, they brought back as a ghost for some reason. Oh, Thanks really? for giving me nightmares, Nintendo. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Wrinkly Kong, it's my grandma. And it's like, oh, hi there, dearie, I've passed away. Be careful. And you're like, what? Why is there a ghost monkey in this game? It's hilarious. Oh, I don't I never understand why they did that. Um, but anyways, Donkey 64, another highlight of the series. You know, that, that really the only 3D Donkey Kong adventure game we've gotten. That was only 3D game, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong game, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm surprised they haven't really ever followed up on that yet or even gone even like a proper re-release or remake of it um maybe you know make well it a little, i feel like those different. collect-a-thon platformers like nintendo didn't actually make those like a lot of it was a rare or other yeah. games and once rare got bought by microsoft obviously yeah and you know that that's that's leading to our next game here in 2001 they they had announced a game for the gamecube you know rare had a couple different titles working one of them was donkey kong racing which looked like it'd be kind of like a sequel to diddy kong racing but rather than like a cart racer, it'd be more of an animal racer. So you're riding mm-hmm. Rainby the Rhino um, and some of the other animal buddies throughout the game, and it had lots of different, all the different Kongs. And they had some like early like footage that they showed. I remember seeing, you know, when I was looking up the GameCube and my GameCube box that I like, I still have my original GameCube box, and it has on the back, it has a DK like riding the ostrich, and it says like "Coming soon, Donkey Kong Racing." <laughs> and then like you know, we all know the story. You know, Rare ended up getting bought out by Microsoft, and that was just a game. That was eventually just canned and, you know, just never got released. Mm. Um, which I remember being pretty sad about it coming up. I wanted to. <laughs> there was, I mean, Marker didn't come out for a while on the GameCube, and I wanted a good racing game. Yeah, um, But, yeah, so that one was canceled. It didn't come out. So 2004 was actually the next time we saw Donkey Kong um, on the Cube. And that was Nathan's favorite game, apparently. <laughs> I have never played this game. I was oh, yeah. <laughs> facetious earlier. Uh, well, Donkey Konga, which was a rhythm game, so another new genre for, for DK. And literally, you know, it's pretty much like an early Guitar Hero where you would just, you know, select a song, push play, and then, you know, you had your left bongo, your right bongo, 
you had a third note where you had to hit both of them together and also had a little microphone for clapping. So you'd like, have to like, boom, 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 for like to play We Will Rock You, which was a song on there. They had like Hilarious. some Blink-182, some other random like contemporary artists. And um, they had the Pokemon theme song from the anime, which was awesome. That's amazing. Um, You're making me want to play this game. Dude, it's actually a pretty fun game. <laughs> yeah, it was pre- it was the predecessor to uh, Guitar Hero, because Guitar Hero didn't come out until the next year, actually. Yeah. Um, Which so, oh, wow. meant, uh, so you have this rhythm game that's, games. like, totally in, you know, slipped under the radar. I yeah. didn't even hear about this till way later. No, yeah, I had, I had one friend who had it, and... Because you had to get, like, the, I imagine the bongos were expensive. Yeah, it shipped with a bongo, I'm pretty sure, but, you know, another Mm -hmm. one was, you know, like, 20 bucks or something, but I did have a friend who had it with an extra set of bongos, so we would, like, play, and you could do two-player, like, competitions against each other, and we'd try to, like, beat this, all the level, or all the songs on hard, and, you know, we'd do challenges where we'd only do it with one hand, or, like, we'd play with, like, our butts, or, like, our feet, or something like that. (laughs) Was there any kind of, like, story in this game, or it was just, like, Uh, playing Not that I remember. I don't think there was any type of story. It was just, hey, Donkey Kong wants to play some music. Get your groove on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, then the next year, they even made a sequel, Donkey Konga 2. I didn't play that one. I think they added Dixie in, but, you know, you're just playing rhythm. You're not really controlling anyone, so. Um, Yeah. They didn't make a sequel for that. Um, but actually, the next kind of real Donkey Kong game, and I actually skipped this one. It was later on in the GameCube's life cycle, and um, you they kind of marketed it as you had to have the bongos, which I think was a, wasn't a smart thing to do. That kind of turned me off. Yeah. Um, was Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, which some versions of the game shipped with the bongos, but not all of them. And it was actually made by the team that their next project was actually Mario Galaxy. Really? Yeah. I did not know So Donkey Kong Jungle oh, Beat was wow. made by the Mario Galaxy team. Um, they made a whole new engine for this Donkey Kong game where, you know, DK had really awesome shiny fur and stuff like that. And um, it was basically kind of like a, a Donkey Kong Country type game where you're platforming left and right, but it's all 3D visuals. Um, but the main thing was they kind of designed it to be controlled by the, the Bongo controller. So you didn't actually really move around, you know, with the thumbstick. You moved around by pushing, like, right, 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 you know, hitting the right Bongo. And then if you want to do the left, pushing the left Bongo. I think if you wanted to jump. So was it a side-scrolling It camera? was like a side-scrolling. Yeah, but it was like a 3D visual. So think so okay. much like Donkey Kong Country Returns, like the newer okay. ones. Okay. And you would mm. jump, I think, by pushing both bongos at the same time. And then you could, like, punch if you clapped. And so, like, they it's designed hilarious. it like that. Which I mean, that's interesting. kind of an interesting control yeah, scheme. Yeah, so, so they tried something new, tried something different. I think they wanted to keep going with the bongos, get people yeah. who bought them, you know, another game to play. Um, but being someone who didn't buy the bongos, I, I didn't really have interest in that game. And so I never picked it up, and, you know, I heard it was short. Like, it's only a couple hours long. Yeah. Um, so I've heard, you know, pretty good things from the people who have played it. It's been on my list. That's another game I've been wanting to get. Um, they actually did remake it for the Wii, so you could play with the Wii controls, which makes sense. You know, you can oh, just yeah, shake the Wii mode or shake the nunchuck. And so um, I'll probably pick up the, the Wii version eventually. Um, but that was 2004. Um, and then kind of moving quickly here, the last um, two games that we have here on our list is Donkey Kong Country Returns 2010. This was one of my favorite E3 moments because Reggie was like, we have a new game, you know, from a long-beloved series. All of a sudden, you hear, like, the DK bongos, like, doom, 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 doom. Because it's been a while since... Yeah. It would have been, like, five, six years, yeah. really like the beat. Yeah, Jungle Beat, you know, didn't really count necessarily. It wasn't, you know, a full-blown Donkey Kong game. DK64 was great, but it was 3D. Like, this was going back to the roots, you know, original Donkey Kong Country it's called Duncan Country Returns. Yep. And, like, the crowd just went nuts. Like, Retro Studios, a beloved, you know, team that made all the Metroid Prime games, 
was developing it and it came out and I remember being so excited. I played through the whole thing like in a week and hundred percent of it like a month later with, you know, our good friend of the show, um, other Rob, <laughs> other Rob. <laughs> not, not, not this Rob, but one of our other Robs. And, uh, it, it was a great game, a great return to form. Um, I was a little bummed out by the enemies. They didn't bring back any classic enemies. So like, um, was they didn't have any rights with, do we know? Or I, I think, I think we assumed it was rights, but I think I read somewhere that, you know, they c- can use those characters if they want to. Oh, I think the okay. team just wanted to create its own characters. Sure, that makes sense. Um, but the characters, I, I wasn't a huge fan of most of them. They were, like, all, like, tiki. The, They're all little tiki the creatures. Yeah, little totem cool. guys. Um, some of them were kind of cool, but for the most part, it got kind of old, and none of them were really very memorable. I remember um, you playing through this game, because, like, I think I remember this was in college. I was I was working at a church at the time. I think it came out on a Sunday. And I, like, got back from church, and you guys were, like, halfway through the game already, which I was like, what is going <laughs> Like, you'd been playing it for, yeah. like, eight straight hours or something like that, so. Dude, it, it was really good. And that that one kind of hit the, the fine point with collectibles, where in every level, there was the four Kong letters, like before, but you actually had a purpose, because if you got all four of them, you'd unlock a piece of art. And if you got every Kong, uh, all the Kong letters on all the levels in a world, you'd unlock a bonus level, which you couldn't save, and it was really... Uh, challenging, and if you beat all those challenge worlds in every single world, then you unlocked a bonus like world after that, which was also really challenging and really fun to play. You like jump on giant fruit, which was really cool. Um, <laughs> and then they also hid anywhere between like four to nine puzzle pieces in every level too. Um, the only thing with the Donkey Country Returns that was a little interesting is they made it motion controls, and so you had to like shake the Wiimote to do like the roll move. And you had to like they put in a you new had, mechanic where you had to like blow <laughs> to get the flowers. Yeah, so you had to hold like I think it was down and like shake. You and would blow like in the microphone. yeah blow. And so it, there was no microphone in the Wii controller. Oh, there wasn't. That's yeah. Right. I so it was this, this yeah. weird mechanic where like I'd see like a little dandelion. I'm like, well, I have to fly all the way up there, then like crouch and then like blow to see if I find any <laughs> secret collectibles because you know I want to get everything here. <laughs> um, but it was great because in Donkey Country Tropical Freeze, which was the most recent Donkey Kong game that's been out that released in 2014 for the Wii U. It was kind of uh, one of the first big games that came out in the second year of the Wii U. And uh, same team, Retro, also developed it. And they kind of just took everything that was good about Donkey Kong Country Returns and polished it, made it look a lot better. They added some more variety to some of the levels. The and levels were a lot longer. The right? levels, yeah, levels were mm-hmm. definitely a little bit longer. David Wise, the original composer, came back to do all the music. That's still like. It's probably my favorite soundtrack of any game this generation um, is Tropical Freeze. And we'll play a little bit of the music here to send you out at the end of the show. Um, but Tropical Freeze, I think, is another one, kind of one of those high points because they brought it's back definitely in. Definitely kind of very underrated. Like, I don't think a lot of people Yeah, a lot of people missed it. it for some like, reason. Even can, like, even on the low install base of the Wii U, I think it's, like, either hasn't sold or it's only sold, like, a million copies or something like that. Yeah, so. and <laughs> Donkey Kong Country um, had DK and Diddy as characters. Tropical Freeze added in Cranky and Dixie Kong, which was awesome. It was the first time we got to play as Cranky Kong, <laughs> which was really cool because you could, like, bounce on his on his cane and he had some special abilities. But all the Kongs had, like, different, just small things that um, made them different. And so that was really cool seeing those different characters in there and the boss fights um, were, were pretty memorable as well. So if you have a Wii U and you haven't picked up Tropical Freeze, can't recommend it enough. It's a great game. It's only, like, 20, 20 bucks, bucks now. 20 bucks, yeah. It's yeah. a Nintendo Select. So, so uh, that... That's a total great game if you if you have a Wii U. So do you want Retro to finish the trilogy and do Donkey Kong Country? 
three. I, I would be fine with that. I, I definitely would, wouldn't mind another Donkey Kong Country okay. by Retro for the Switch. At the same time, you know, Retro's been working on a new game for a couple of years now. If it came out and it was another Donkey Kong Country, um, I'd be a little surprised because yeah. I am assuming they're working on something else. You know, that would have probably been announced by are. now. Like, a lot of people were assumed they were well, working on something else when they got upset when Yeah, internet went crazy because they got super excited when everyone's like, oh, Donkey Kong's back when they did Returns. The Tropical Freeze got announced like a couple of years later. Everyone's like, "What? Why is Retro making another stupid Donkey Kong game?" I'm like, yeah. no, no, this is great news. I'm excited for this game. So, <laughs> um, and you know, I still haven't 100%ed Tropical Freeze. I'm like at 90 or something. So, I yeah. still still have stuff to do in that game. So, uh, while I'd love another Donkey Kong Country game soon, um, I'd be fine if Retro, you know, worked on something else. And I'd actually love to see a new take on a 3D Donkey Kong game again. So, like, you know, follow-up to 64. That would be awesome. I, think be I really cool. love 3D platformers so much more than 2D platformers because I'm better at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I I agree. I'd rather see a 3D platformer than a 2D. I, I never was as big into the 2D platformers of, like, I never played hardly any of the 2D Donkey Kong platformers. Gotcha. Uh, I played some of the original arcade ones, and then I played 64, and that was about it. So yes. Yeah, like, I was pumped, because, you know, Donkey Kong Country 2 being, like, one of my favorite games ever, I'm like, ah, oh, new side-scrolling DK games, mm-hmm. and, like, they really preserve the original challenge, too. Like, they're, those these last two Donkey Kong Country games have been really difficult um, to find everything, and it has a really hard difficulty level, which is awesome, um, because there's not a lot of games, you know, nowadays that do that, you know. You have your campaign. You can select easy, normal, or hard, <laughs> and you know it scales the game. But this game, you know, was just had some pretty tricky levels, and they do some really cool stuff, making all the different levels unique for sure. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of you know what I want to talk about today is just you know talking about all these different Donkey Kong games. Just looking, you know, from where he he started in the original arcade and to where he is now, and just you know he's such a big mascot in gaming. I think Donkey Kong is so memorable. Like I think he's Nintendo's second most memorable character behind Mario, and um, I'm just excited to see, you know, what where DK goes next. Um, mm-hmm. they, did, they did make a uh, uh, big handheld series has been the Donkey Kong vs Mario series, where yeah, been kind of you know like Lemmings like type a puzzles, puzzle, where ga- puzzle game. Yeah, right? we were solving, oh, yeah solving little puzzles with little Mario characters, and they did actually make one the first console one uh, for the Wii U, which I did pick up called Tipping Stars. Um, it was pretty fun. It's pretty similar to the other ones, but they did some cool Amiibo stuff, too. So mm-hmm. I picked up that one. Um, but, yeah, um, Donkey Kong. Um, do you guys have anything to, to say and salute to the King of Kong? <laughs> uh, you better watch out. You're going to get sued. Uh, <laughs> the main man, the main monkey, the monkey in charge. No, I I think it would be awesome if they did some kind of 3D platforming thing again. Um, kind of went back to that. We've had a bunch of, or we've had two side-scrolling kind of Donkey Kong Country-style games, so I'd love to see them do something new. I think throughout their history, they've experimented a lot with Donkey Kong, done a lot of different things, which is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see a 3D platformer come back for Donkey Kong, get a big, you know, kind of that open-world platformer, sort of like um, Mario Galaxy almost, only, you know, it's obviously Donkey Kong, you can't really go into space. (laughs) But, like, kind of that same... Just fall off the planet. Just kind of that same, like, style and size would be... I'd love to see a beautiful DK world in 3D, for sure. Like, looking at ukulele and thinking, like, it almost looks like DK, like, some of those jungle levels. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about, you know, a DK game like that would be Mm -hmm. awesome, for sure. So, yeah. All right. Well, 
that about wraps up uh, most of our show here. As always, we like to uh, send you guys out with our final segment, which is what we're playing this week. And so, uh, Rob, why don't you start us off? Uh, what have you been playing this week, man? All right, so I went home this week, uh, Thanksgiving and all, and so I have really not played a whole lot of video games at all. Um, it's kind of funny how you, you know sometimes you go home and you play a ton of video games with family, and other times you go home and you don't play any games. Yeah, for sure, um, yeah. And and this time around, we didn't play a whole lot of games, but uh, my brothers were all working pretty much the whole week. But we did manage, all four of us, to sit down and play competitive Battlefront 2. Star Wars Battlefront 2? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on computer. Nice. And so on computer? All four of that is sweet. What? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot we, that um, game was on computer. <laughs> yeah, it's on Steam. So we all have Steam, and we all have it for Steam. So we both, we were just like, hey, guys, let's play this. So we had a local area party, and we just set up like crazy like so fun, matches. Man. We had one match where it was, there were 600 spawns. Holy cow. And so we basically were just hacking and slashing and shooting for, you know, almost 45 minutes on one level. <laughs> awesome. it, was, it was great. That's it was nice. a lot of fun and lots of lag, you know, what you would expect from a older LAN party. Like 2005? 2004 or 5 Yeah, it was, you know, awesome. 10 years ago. Yeah, more so, than that. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I always really enjoy going back to that game because it was such a classic. But, Time's oh, my classic. gosh. It is not aged well. No, it's maybe <laughs> like not the graphics, but it's still a classic. The graphics are so old looking, and can we just it's... like take the gameplay of Battlefront Two and put it in the graphics of the new Battlefront, please? <laughs> like, right? <laughs> I just want uh, what is it called? Galaxy and Turmoil. No, Galaxy Conquest. I want Conquest mode. That's what yeah. I want. Is where you See, take over all the different but planets. Yeah, that was time. awesome. Guys, keep an eye out. Galaxy and Turmoil is what um, is a group of people. They took the Battlefront 3's uh, source code mm. and are redeveloping it. I heard about so that. Battlefront 3 will exist, but it's going to be called Galaxy and Turmoil for is that, copyright. Is, is that playable yet? It is not yet. It will be uh, on Steam, and I'm not positive. This I might be wrong on this. But I think they have to release it as a free game because oh, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, copyright and all that stuff. So I think it'll be free on yeah. Steam. Yeah, so yeah, like, that yeah. Awesome. whenever that comes Wrong. out, whenever they finally manage to finish yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Okay. check it out. Yeah, cool. What else you've nice. been playing? That's awesome. All right, so then I also uh, was gifted uh, Game Developer Tycoon on Steam, and Ooh. so I was is playing. This a... Relate to any of like the Roller Coaster Tycoon, Zoo Tycoon series? It's the same. It's the same concept, just not the same company. It's actually okay. made by uh, basically a one-man type team. Yeah, I think I've heard about this uh, game. It's a really small game. Basically, you start in your garage as one person. You create your own game company, and as you go along, you basically develop video games for uh, fake versions of the real consoles and real <laughs> video games. So, like, instead of Nintendo, it's, like, Nintendo or something <laughs> like that. Like, it's... Cool. It's really funny, and like All the so Sega of uh, being an indie game developer without the risk. And you like build up to a point where you're in charge of like a Ubisoft type, like Ooh. multi-million dollar That's company cool. making with like hundreds of employees and stuff. But it's really fun, and I've put a, I haven't put as much time into it as you know a lot of other games, but I have put it probably two or three hours over the last two days. So, dude, awesome. that's awesome. I haven't played a tycoon like style game like that in a long time so that sounds really yeah cool. no it's a lot of fun and it's only like six or seven dollars and it's just supporting a uh 
uh, an indie developer. So yeah, and awesome. like I, I as I've been playing, little pop-ups have come up and said like, hey, this our uh, we as a team would love to thank you for purchasing our game. Your your purchase goes to support us, and we love that you're encouraging us. I was like, wow, that's really cool that yeah. they have like those little like personal messages. <laughs> that's nice. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Um, as for me, uh, this week I've been playing all that Street Fighter. Um, <laughs> picked up Street Fighter Five was my my main purchase on Black Friday. Got it for fifteen bucks at Target. Um, and while I've been having a lot of fun with the gameplay and just you know uh, learning the mechanics and stuff, the interface of that of that system and the currency is just like so so bad um <laughs> like i can see why especially at launch like it got bad reviews and stuff like they've done a lot of updates since that which have been um cool added in a few more like modes and stuff but um i've probably put in a good 10 hours yeah. and so the I, technical gameplay like technical gameplay, gameplay is amazing is really good, but i put right? in a good 10 hours and i've only been able to unlock one bonus character so far um after about another 10 i'll probably be able to unlock a second after that, I'll probably never get a third for just the way the in-game currency is designed, and it wants me it's to kind of designed to make because you can buy them. With yeah, real money, it, right? Because you can buy them with real money, and it costs six bucks per character. Ooh, and oh, so wow. I'll probably never get any more characters than two, um, which is really sad. But I mean, you paid six bucks a character for like twenty characters in Smash Bros. Yeah, but that's so. Smash Bros. <laughs> True. <laughs> like I'm gonna play with more people, and like I'm like, oh my gosh, Mewtwo! I love Mewtwo and, and Pokemon Red, and this is like. Oh, some anime girl. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, but it is a lot of fun. I've been having some fun um, uh, messing around in, in online play. And, you know, some half the time I get matched up with people, you know, who are like in the hun- top 100,000 in the world and I get completely destroyed. Other times I, uh, I've i had some pretty good matches. I just love fighting games, you know, that you can get um, get get really exciting in those close matchups. So I actually did put one video up on our YouTube of a sweet comeback match Ooh, I had as Ryu. Nice. So check it out if you want to see it. Um, that was a lot of fun. But I'm actually been uh, playing a little bit of Dalsam. I, I started Dalsam last night. So wow. I'm doing the Yoga Flame, Yoga Fire. And I'm having fun with that. But uh, yeah, I've been playing that a lot. And then my other Black Friday pickup was a surprise. Went to uh, Valley Village with Nathan, his little uh, um, secondhand store. And we found Kirby and the Crystal Shards for 64 for 15 bucks. And I'd always wanted that game. I never really played it. And so I uh, picked it up, and it works, and it's great. Uh, had a lot of fun playing that. You can mix any Kirby powers in the game, which is amazing. So awesome. I get Spike Kirby. I can throw it at Ice and then be Spike Ice Kirby. Or I can, you know, mix Ice and Ice to make, like, a bigger, badder version of the Ice power-up. My favorite one was probably mixing Ice and Bomb. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wonder what's gonna, what it's going to be. And then, literally, I turn into a snowman from Mario 64... <laughs> who runs around with a fuse and you run into something and the snowman blows up and you destroy things. So like, it was a super super fun experiment seeing, you know, what Kirby will turn into next. I've never played a Kirby game that can do that. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. I'm trying to take my time because I don't want to, you know, beat it all in a day and be done with it. So yeah, I'll probably play a little bit of that every week or so. Um, And then played some Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix, got back into that, played some multiplayer with Nathan and another friend. Um, just for the 3DS system, the weird zany game so rhythm weird. games. I'm so bad. I'm so bad at rhythm games. Oh, I, uh. I love it, and th- I'm still unlocking like new games. Like That's I play awesome. more single player. And there's so, there's so much content. So there's in there, a lot of content there, which, for... which is awesome. So if you like rhythm games, check it out. It's on 3DS, 30 bucks. It's a digital only game, um, but I think it's well worth it if you like rhythm and it's got fun multiplayer, mm. single play too. Yeah, sweet. Um, 
Nathan, what about you? I have played, actually played a lot of video games this, this last week because of the break, so I'm kind of the opposite of Rob. But um, uh, first, thing, first up, I finally finished Uncharted 4. I had about, I think, five, six hours left in that game, so I beat it over the course of two days. Um, really like the story, like the ending. I felt really satisfied, so good. It's really good. I know you like called me on the phone right after you beat it. I know. <laughs> you I was like, dude, game. oh my gosh. So <laughs> yeah, super great. Yeah, lots of process. So yeah, but I was like, well, there's all these rumors going around about DLC getting announced at PSX and stuff like that. So I finally beat that. So I beat that. Felt good about that. Um, and then I've been playing through Pokemon Moon some more. Um, I've kind of been p- playing that pretty casually. Like, it's nice. I just kind of bring my 3DS around with me wherever I go and just pop it, in pop for it, a few it, minutes. Pop it open and play some battles, progress a little bit in the story. Um, I'm still really liking that game. It's a lot of fun. Um, and there's That's a good. lot of different Pokemon in it, which is probably my favorite thing I about see. it so far. Yeah, you showed me you just got the Aloha I, Dugtrio. I got the Alolan Dugtrio <laughs> with the beautiful hair, so that is awesome. <laughs> so they look weird. so dumb, but great at the same time. And then oh I gosh. also picked up for Black Friday, I got uh, Ratchet & Clank, yeah. and I got uh, Fallout 4. So I just played two more levels of Ratchet & Clank. And you've been liking it. I've been liking it, yeah. it's a, it's a That game is gorgeous. It's so pretty. Um, Unlike Jager in the comments. Yeah, it's, it's not too cheesy for you? It's, <laughs> it's You have to enjoy the cheesiness. It's meant to be cheesy. <laughs> it's the early 2000s cheesy. Exactly, stuff. exactly. It's It kind of makes fun of itself, and you ha- you have to enjoy that about it, so... It's really fun. I've been it enjoying a that. Very specific type of interest. I, li- I like the background interested. conversations in the game. The, the, I, those yeah, are some I think the dialogue parts. is hilarious because it kind of is aware that it's really stupid. So, um, so that's really good. Um, yeah. So I've been enjoying that, and then I also picked up Fallout Four. I've put a couple hours into that. I've never played a Fallout game before, so wow, you're gonna turn into Rob now, aren't you? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't I don't know what to think of it. The so the my biggest complaint so far is the shooting is like. I don't know if I'm, like, used to aim assist or if there's not aim assist in the game, but there's, I am really bad. Like, I cannot shoot anything to save my life. That's <laughs> and, what, There's no aim assist in, even, in any of the Fallout games. There's oh, just the uh, the VATS system okay. where you just slow down time. Yeah, I, I've used that a little bit, and I feel like every time I've used it so far, like, it's been a little bit helpful but i feel like mostly i'm just like alerting the enemies that i'm there so maybe i need to mess around with that a little bit as more. you start with lower like this is what i found with fallout 3 and i i haven't played fallout 4 i did buy it for black friday and it'll be here any day now but um as i what i found in fallout 3 is when i started out really low level it was easier to just not use it mm-hmm. because i was way stronger yeah, you're just way too but Running, gunning, run away, shoot, run away, shoot, run away, shoot. That's that's what I felt like. I ran into this pack of like 10 ghouls or something like that. And then I like shoot them and then run away and they'd like chase me and I'd shoot them again. And I felt like it was. But I found like later on in the game, now that I'm like a really high level, I just do the VAT system all the time and I can one shot pretty much everything in the game. That's cool. So you get really powerful with it. So it's kind of one of those systems that you start out really pathetic and kind of it's really hard. As you progress, you get get way better. I'm I'm intrigued. Like uh, the story and world is kind of interesting, but I feel like the combat is hard. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I... suck shooting with the guns. So. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a first ball game. It'll take you a while. Yeah, sure. but yeah, yeah, it's been fun. So that's what I've been playing. Yeah. We interested to hear your continued uh, impressions on it. Yeah, I, get, I, get I don't think I'll update you every week like Rob. So. <laughs> hey, Rob didn't give us an update not... this week. 
I did not give you an update this week. We, we have a two-week hiatus on the Fallout oh 3 update. Oh my updates. goodness. It's a new well, two weeks because actually I did play it last week. I guess, I mean, well, you weren't here, kind of, so. I wasn't here, so <laughs> it doesn't count. All right. Good, good. All righty. Well, I think that about wraps up our show. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. We'd love to interact with you guys. Um, we've been talking on there with uh, Michael and Jaeger and Steve and a couple other guys. Um, you can also follow us on iTunes. Um, you can subscribe to us there. Just search Halo's and Gamescast. You should find us there. And I'm on a goal to get us a review on iTunes. So if you guys review us on iTunes, we would totally appreciate it. Um, if you love the show, if you have any comments, feedback for us, we'd love to see that on there. Or just hit us up on our Twitter. But I think we have to get like two or three reviews before like it shows us a review score on, for our show on, on uh, iTunes. So uh, check us out. Leave us a review. Uh, we'd love to, to see what you guys think of our show and let us know what we're doing good, what we could be doing better. And yeah, any other plugs, guys? Um, go enjoy life. Play video games. <laughs> it's Christmas, so it's Christmas season. Not Christmas yet. It's Christmas season. It's November yet. still. It's Christmas season. So here's a, here's a challenge for you guys, and I just made this up right here on the spot. Hit us up on Twitter and let us know what your favorite Christmas-themed video game is. Ooh, we might good. talk about it next week. Challenge. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about like the All right, until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye.